the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. For everyone who is saved in Christ, living according to the Sermon on the Mount, doing God's will, taking up their cross daily and following Him, for everyone who is doing that, you can ask, you can seek, you can knock, and the heaven's gates will open to you and the blessing of God will come upon you. Welcome to The Healing Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church. As we start today's program, I have a question. Is there a situation in your life right now that is overwhelming you? Something you can't control or fix? If so, I invite you to stay tuned to today's message, where Pastor Morris will open God's Word and explore the mighty delivering power of Jesus Christ in our lives. So let's go now to today's message of hope. God is able. Now, as I go through the message today, some of it is going to be so repetitious to what you have heard through the years, but sometimes things can become rather rote or repetitious and we become too familiar with it. How about hymns like Amazing Grace? How many times have we sung that hymn? And it's fresh every time. Amazing Grace. And as I, as I bring the message to you today, I want you to think of where you need God to step in. Come on, God, step into this situation that I'm presently in, that I'm presently experiencing. Tell him. Go ahead and tell him. God, you're able to handle this. I don't seem to be able to handle it or take care of it. But be very specific in naming the situation. Don't just say, step into this situation. Say that, but tell him what the situation is. Go ahead and be very specific and watch what God can do because he's able. I read this just, I think it was just yesterday. Uh, It came from a man by the name of A.C. Dixon. Joel Dixon should be here today. I don't know where he is. He's more likely away on vacation somewhere, but... That's a good name. Mr. Dixon, a minister, went to heaven in 1925. He was a pastor, a Bible expositor. He worked at Moody Bible Institute under the president of R.A. Torrey. Some of you have books by R.A. Torrey. And this is what he said, and this is what reached out and gripped me. A very simple statement, and you already know it to be true. But the way he phrased it, just simple words. Reverend Dixon said, when we depend upon man, we get what man can do. But when we depend upon prayer, we get what God can do. Hey, do you want to do and get what you can get? Or do you want to get what God can get for you? That's what this message is about today. 
You see, Jesus meets all of our needs, provided we ask, we seek, and we knock. We have got to go after it by going to the throne of kindness in his name, the name Jesus, asking, seeking, and knocking. Now, the Apostle Paul said these words. Listen to them. Philippians chapter 4. He said, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I want you to say that with me. Say, My God God shall supply all your needs needs according to his riches and glory. glory. You believe that? Now, notice what Paul says. He says it with conviction. He said, my God. I want to tell you about my God. He walked through the Athenium courtyard and he saw all of these altars to all of these gods. And then he saw one altar to the unknown God. And he said, oh, that's my God. I got to my God. I got to the place where my God is. He said, let me tell you about my God. And he said, my God. Now, he could also be your God, he's telling the Athenians. He said, but my God shall supply every need of yours, not some of your needs, but every need of yours. Oh, wow. (laughs) Again, do you have any needs today? How about your parents, your grandparents, your children, your in-laws, where you work, your finances, your physical needs? My God shall supply all your needs. How how is he going to do that? According to his riches and glory. He's got answers to prayer stored up in heaven, just waiting to release them. He has this answer for you, for you, for you, for you, you. He has this answer and he's waiting. He's just waiting. I I just want to send it. I, I want to give it. I'm ready to bestow it. But they're not asking for it. And so God's holding it up there. He already has the answer prepared. And he's ready to give it and pour it out. You see, my God's able to do that. He's able to do anything and everything that you and I need. He's going to do it. Now, Paul said, my God shall supply Every need according to his riches and glory. Every need that you have. He is speaking from personal experience. He's not theorizing. No. Theory is based on some evidence, but not conclusive evidence. Theories are good. They're based on on truth, but we need a little more truth. But Paul says, I've got all the truth I need. I can say it unequivocally, forthrightly. My God... If you only knew my God, if you only knew who you were singing about this morning, these courses that we were singing, if you only knew, and God is just ready to give it to you. Now, my God, the Lord is able. He's able to do what? Again, you need to be specific. When I'm preaching now, I want you to think, what is he able to do for me today or for somebody else or for my finances or for my physical needs, or what is he able to do today? He's able. Say that, he's able. He's able. able. Now, here are some specific promises with specific blessings. You have to get your pen out now or your pencil, and you have to open up your uh, 
bulletin to the sermon, you say, oh, I already knew that. Well, if you knew it, why aren't you getting your prayers through? <laughs> okay, look at it. A special promise. Ask, and it will be given. Write down the word ask. Write down the word given. Ask, and it shall be given. If you don't ask, nothing is going to be given. I can tell you that right now. We have not because we ask not. But here it is, and God has it for you today. Ask, and it shall be given. Now, notice it says given. See that word underlined, given? You don't have to work for it, strive for it, yearn for it, sweat for it. You just need to ask for it, and it shall be given. God gives blessings. He doesn't expect us to earn blessings. He gives blessings. Now, I said just a moment ago, you need to be very specific. See, we pray prayers like for our missionaries, and we'll say, God bless all your missionaries. Well, who are they? You name them to the Lord. God bless Earl. God bless the Chevaliers. God bless Elayu. You know, you need to tell God. Speak specifically to God. You connect. You link up with God. You become one with what God wants to do. And he blesses. Now, he, he made it very specific. He said, now, if one of your sons goes to his dad and says, Dad, I need some bread. I need a loaf of bread. How specific can you better get than that? He didn't say, I need a quart of milk. <laughs> he would have gotten a quart of milk. He said, I, I need bread. He said, is there any dad that's going to turn around and give the boy a stone? Now, God's not playing tricks on people. And how plain and how simple this is. It's not deep theology. It's just, if you ask bread, you know what bread is. Every little child knows what bread is. If you ask bread, every little child knows what a stone is. This is just a simple truth. If you ask a fish, you know the difference. Every child knows the difference between a fish and a snake. Hey, we've got some dads out there, but we've got a God who is Abba Father, who is our dad in heaven, who answers our prayers and ministers to us. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Now, look at the second one. Number two, blank and you will blank. What is that? Fill it in. Seek, and you will find. Now, notice here, when I look at these words, I mean, God says what he needs to say, what he wants to say, and he means exactly what he wants to say. Seek, and you will 
Will simply is a future reality. Wherever you see the word will, that is a future reality. And in the King James it said seek and you shall find. The word shall is an expression of what is inevitable. God says if you ask, this is inevitable that I will give it to you. This is something that I have promised, God says. It's inevitable that it's going to happen to you. Seek and you will find. Jesus tells a story. He's the best storyteller of all storytellers. In Luke chapter 15, about a woman who lost a coin in a house. And she began to seek and she sought earnestly until she found it. Now you have to think about this. In Palestine, in that day, houses did not have windows and they had dirt floors. Well, with a dirt floor and no windows, and she lost a coin. Now, when a girl was married in Palestine in that day, every girl received 10 silver coins. 10. And these coins had more than monetary value. They had sentimental value. It was almost like a wedding ring. And she lost one. And she became so upset. I'm going to tell you a time when I lost my wedding band. Corinne, you never heard this story before. <laughs> I thought I would tell you in front of everybody so, so you wouldn't get excited and embarrass me. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I, I, it, I, it happened a long time ago that I, I must have been romping around my family room with my grandson. And my wedding band fell off. And... Uh, I started looking for it. We turned on all the lights. My grandson and myself got down, and we, we were seeking. <laughs> Friend, you've got to put a little time and energy, a little seeking after the Lord to get what the Lord has for you. And I looked all around. I mean, it was like it just evaporated. We couldn't find it. And I know how I am. I'd more likely forget that I lost it after about an hour or two. I'd come to church on Sunday morning, and I'd hold up my hands, and you would look up and Pastor Borst doesn't have on his wedding ring today. What's going on in his family? <laughs> I knew, I thought, I, I've got to get a wedding ring. So I said to Billy, I said, Billy, come on, let's get in the car. We're going to go down to Sears. I think Sears has them rather cheap, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> and they might have one there that fits me. And so we went down. I said, don't you say anything to my mom. And we're going. So we went down, went through Sears' store. They cost two hundred dollars. I thought nothing cheap about that, and I have that old Sears and Roebuck. It's not Roebuck anymore, but it's Sears wing. I've got it on right now. So, <laughs> so we came back home, and several days later, Billy was down on the floor. There was a lamp stand with a lamp on it, and underneath there had some magazines with a little box. That ring had hit the floor and bounced up and went into that box. I was looking on the floor, but the answer was somewhere else. <laughs> you see, God's going to tell us where to look. <laughs> right what we held over our hearts. We're going to need to look at the promises that are in the book. Well, this gal, this lady, found that coin, and she was so happy. I was so happy. Now, I've got... I've got a super abundance of wedding bands. If anybody needs one, I'll, 
I'll sell you one cheap. <laughs> so, I got more than one now. I'm prepared. It's always best to be prepared. <laughs> so this lady found that coin, and when she found it, was she ever happy? She rejoiced. You see, when God answers prayer and gives you what you've asked for, that's wonderful. But the rejoicing, the residual rejoicing that comes after that. You see, God wants to make his people happy. He is our dad, our Abba. He wants to come through for us, and he will come through for us. Now, who is the one that are, that's making these promises? It is written of him in Genesis 1.1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the one that is saying, ask, seek, knock, and it'll be yours. He's the one that created the heavens and the earth. The Bible starts out by telling us how much power he has. That's why we sang, he is able, if he can create the heavens and the earth and all the stars, your little problem, that is a great big problem to you and my little problem, that is a great big problem to me. Listen, if he can create the heavens and the earth, he can surely take care of my little situation and yours. But I've got to ask. And I've got to ask for bread. I've got to ask for fish. I've got to be very specific. And the promise of God will come through. He is our God. Now, I want you to look at yourself for just a moment. You're the one who's receiving the promise. This promise now is not given in isolation. This promise is given. Oh, this is so important what I'm saying right now, friend. This sums it all up. This promise is given in the Sermon on the Mount. This is the very first sermon that Jesus ever preached. The Sermon on the Mount was the the first one. He had as much authority in this sermon as he did in the last sermon and in all the sermons in between. I was reading this and I thought, Jesus, you preached your first sermon. And wow, what a sermon of promise. What a sermon of power. You should have heard my first sermon. I was about 15 years old. We had a youth service, and they asked me to preach. I must have told somebody I was called to preach. And so they said, okay, here's your opportunity. (laughs) And I got up, and I only went just a few minutes. And literally, literally, I almost fainted. I really did. I'm not fainting today, but I am nervous. (laughs) And... I remember I said to the people, I said, well, the next time I'll try to do better. And I went and sat down. And I felt the congregation, a a noise like, ooh, and it looked like the people were moving away from me. I was literally starting to faint. And I remember my grandmother telling me, whenever you're fainting, that means the blood is leaving your head. I don't know whether she was right or not, but I believed everything my grandmother told me. And... (laughs) And she said, put your head down between your knees and you'll revive. I sat down, I put my head down, the blood came, uh, apparently came back and I revived. Well, after the service, we were leaving and we had uh, elderly people. Those elderly people supported their youth back there. I believe that's why I'm here today. Because we, we are separating age groups. You don't do that. The church is one in Christ Jesus. 
And this older lady leaving the church, she said, Jack, she said, what happened to you up there? And I said, I just about fainted. She said, you literally turned green. So it wasn't my imagination. She knew what was going on. But now this is Jesus' first sermon. He didn't just about faint, and he didn't turn green. But he spoke truth. Wonderful truth. Wonderful truth. Truth that liberates and sets free in the Sermon on the Mount. Now this promise, ask, seek, and knock, and the promises that are given are not in isolation. I can't take a pair of scissors and cut that promise out. It'll leave a big hole in the Bible, and it'll leave a big hole in my life. But listen to what he says. This is his very first sermon, and he spoke with authority because he had authority. He had spoken planets into existence, and now he's going to speak a promise answer into existence for the person who will ask, But the Sermon on the Mount says, if you're saved, if you're following Jesus, if you're living according to the word of God, I'm going to answer that prayer. If we honor God, God is going to honor us. Now listen to what he says in verse 8. For everyone who asks receives. Come on, write that down. You see the word on the screen? For everyone. Is that a mistake? For everyone. Notice it does not say for anyone who asks or anyone who seeks or anyone who knocks. No. For everyone who is saved in Christ, living according to the Sermon on the Mount, doing God's will, taking up their cross daily and following Him. For everyone who is doing that, you can ask, you can seek, you can knock, and the heavens gates will open to you and the blessing of God will come upon you. Now notice this. Right now, if you're not living according to the word of God, if you're not living according to the Sermon on the Mount, and some of you don't even know whether you are or not, you need to go back and read it again and say, hey, I'm doing that, I'm not doing this, I'm doing that, I'm not doing this. You be honest with God and be transparent with Him and He will come through victoriously For you, he will so abundantly bless you. So come on, friend, step up to the throne of kindness and let God's blessing come upon you. He's able to do what you need to have done. When you think able, when you're riding to work tomorrow in your car and you're singing, he's able, he's able, I know. Think of what he's able to do. Be very specific. Be very specific now because I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray and to present this to the Lord, whatever it is that you need to have done that he's already able to do. Now the scripture says in Ephesians 3, now to him who is able, say those words. Able to do what? The second line. To do immeasurably more than all we ask or think or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Friend, there's something working in you today. If you've truly worshiped the Lord or if you've just gotten through a service and you think, oh boy, now it's time I can get out of here and go home and and do something. No, but if God is in you today, you you have the, the enabler within you today. We hear of people enabling people to do 
negative things. Oh, he's an enabler. She's an enabler. Hey, God's an enabler to do great and mighty things, wonderful things for you. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Whatever you ask God for, he's going to pour it out on you in abundance, shaken together, pressed down, running over. The blessing of God is here for the believer. Friend, God is your God. He's your Abba Father. You go to Dad in heaven and watch what happens. As we learned in today's message, God is not only able to handle that impossible situation, but He's ready to do exceedingly more to bless us and grow our faith in Him. I invite you to go to God in prayer right now and in the simplest way possible. Tell Him about your worries, heartaches, and struggles. He longs to be Abba Father to you and meet your needs. We hope today's healing word has been a blessing and has encouraged your faith in God to grow. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contactus at thehealingwordministries.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request and Pastor Morris will pray for you. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.